Welcome everybody to the AJ Osborne Show, where we focus on our core tenets, impact, freedom, and progress. Join me and others as we grow through education and discussion. Welcome everybody to the AJ Osborne Podcast. I am so excited about today's uh, podcast because, you know, we have we have a rock star. So a lot of you probably actually know Chandler Bolt. He is the founder. He started the self-publishing company. He, this I met these guys, and 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 this is how I know because I actually use them. I, I went through to have them help me um, do my book, and I absolutely loved it. A huge success from them. So I asked him to come on and talk about you know him starting up his company, and when we look at what he's done, it kind of blows me away. 6,000 books published, Inc. 5,000, like three years now, and he just hit Forbes 30 under 30. Um, awesome guy, amazing what he's done. And especially, you know, getting started in 2015 with Amazon, everything going on. It's, it's just, I'm so excited to hear about how he caught this idea and found this demand and really rode this wave and built this just huge company and is killing it. So with that, Chandler, how's it going, man? AJ, what's up? Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Thanks for uh, coming on, dude. Uh, you know, I, I'm trying to remember, I think it was four years ago when I, when I was introduced to your company mm -hmm. and um. I was starting to hear a lot about, uh, particularly about uh, self-publishing, right? And what was going on. And that was becoming a big thing. But I think back in like 2015, right? A lot of people didn't know that that was even really an option, <laughs> right? It was like, I mean, I grew up, like, I never in a, in a million years would I have ever thought that I would write a book because first of all, I'm dyslexic. Uh, and second of all, because I thought nobody would ever want to listen to anything I had ever have to say. But also, it was the fact that there's publishers, and they have this whole system locked up. And I have to get approved by the system yeah. to do that. So it just literally to me was not even an option, right? It was like, you couldn't even imagine it couldn't even think of it. And uh, you have some things that changed and all of a sudden started to break up this industry, but then it was, people were just kind of like lost. And so walk me back to back in 2015, how did you even stumble on this idea? Like how, how, how did you go about finding this opportunity or this demand when so many yeah. others didn't even realize what was yeah. happening? It, it, it all started by doing it myself. And so I, I wrote and published a couple of books. They did decently well. Uh, and then people started asking, hey, how are you doing this thing? Yes. Uh, and I, I, I dropped out of school because I was tired of learning how to run a business from professors who have never ran businesses. <laughs> that didn't yeah. make much sense. So I dropped out. I had a business background. I did these couple books. I'm working on a business at the time that's just failing. And meanwhile, people keep asking me how to do this book thing. Right. And so it's like, you know, kind of like you can only get smacked in the face so many times before you turn around and look yeah. and you turn around and look and there's this whole line of people that won't help with that thing. Yeah. Uh, and so that ultimately, you know, I started just 
at first it was getting on a call with people for free for an hour just to be a nice person and say, hey, do this, do this, do this, do this. Good luck, you know? And, uh, but then, you know, you do enough of those and you say, hold up, I should be charging for this. We started the first cohort of what ultimately became self-publishing school. Uh, and then I want to say like 60% of those people wrote and published a book in less than six months. And then I realized, oh, wow, look, we're on to something. And then we started scaling and, and, and ultimately, you know, fast forward to today, we've published, like you said, about 6,000 books in the last uh, seven years or so. And so we, you know, it used to be that the only way to get published, like you said, was the traditional publishers, right? And, and self-publishing was kind of the, the, the backup plan. It's like, oh, you couldn't get published. So you're going self-published, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and I think we've been a big part of changing that. And it's still in the process of changing very much. So to where self-publishing is becoming the preferred option for a lot of authors. So, well, you know, honestly, after I, I, I talked to people after I did it, I, when working with different publishers and I've had a lot reach out to me now, they're like, Hey, we want to do publish your second book now. Right. And trying to walk me through the advantage of everything is that I actually find, kind of find it hard to understand the advantage, right? It's they're like, well, we can get your book out there. Well, how do you get my <laughs> book out there? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, because I mean, it's not like you have, like, it's not like I care about being in Barnes and Noble or something. Right. So, you know, it's like, yeah. why do I care? You can put me on Amazon. Well, I, I can do that. In fact, I did yeah. that knowing nothing. And I was mm -hmm. a bestseller for three straight months yeah. and still top listed on that category. Right. And I'm like, so it, all of a sudden that value proposition to me is extraordinarily eroded away. And yeah. I think a lot of it has to do with, yeah, but we're XYZ company. Yeah. You get a public, we're asking you, like almost like this is an honor yeah. for us to ask you to come with us and us publish you. And it's like a, a stamp of approval, right? It's like a, a social badge or something like that, which I guess I understand. I just don't care. Um, yeah. And I think that's a big change amongst millennials, right? Because I guess technically classified as a millennial and that generation coming up, right? To be very clear, I was at the front of that. Sorry, man. I was, I was at the front of that. But so, <laughs> you know, coming up, it's just, we look at things differently. And um, a lot of people are in that boat. Yeah. Well, and I, it's, I've seen the same thing play out with, so my brother plays in a pr pretty well-known rock and roll band. Um, and the same things happen in the, in the uh, record industry, right? Well, now you got to tell it. Wait, hold on. What, what band? Uh, have you ever heard of a band called Need to Breathe? Yeah, actually I have. Okay. Yeah, that's them. That's him. Um, so they're going on, one, uh, on tour with One Republic this summer. Um, they're doing a big acoustic tour. I think that starts in the next few weeks is the, at the time of us recording this. But so I've seen that play out with him for record labels, right? Same thing. Right? Yeah. It used to be there's, there's gatekeepers um, and then there's distribution, right? So distribution channels and in, in, uh, in the music industry used to be uh, radio, 
now in a lot of ways is Spotify and playlists. It's the people who are deciding these playlists, right? Um, same thing with books, right? The, the, the distribution used to be bookstores. Well, now 70% of all books sold are sold on Amazon, right? And so you've got distribution and you've got gatekeepers, you've got record labels, you've got publishers, right? And so there's not a ton that they're bringing to the table because they're not going to market your work. You're going to have to market it. They'll give you distribution, um, which can be helpful sometimes, but then you're going to make lower royalties on every book that you sell. You, the process is going to take way longer. You, you, you lose your IP in a lot of cases and you lose decision-making ability. So it's kind of, I mean, you, you, you're a great example of doing it the right way, self-published. Your self-published book shouldn't look self-published, which yours yeah. doesn't, right? Yeah. So no one knows the difference. Consumers no, nobody has any idea. You keep the royalties um, and then, it, you know, you got publishers knocking on your door because it's sold well. And so it's kind of like in the real estate investing world, it's like banks lend money to people who don't need it, right? Yes. Publishers give publishing deals to people who don't need a publishing deal. That's a perfect way to put it. It's so true with the bank, you know, and I, I even look at it. it it's funny because I've even asked. Uh, I had people ask me right on, on the back of the book, uh, James Brené Publishing, can I have them publish, your, uh, publish my book? And I'm like, I guess so. But James is my middle name and Brené is my wife's middle name. So I guess, you know, if you want me to help you, <laughs> if you want to give me your royalties, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, can, I can set up an ad campaign for you on Amazon. <laughs> like, I, I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? Really? It, it's, yeah. and it too, I think that it all ties in really well to what has gone on with also, you mentioned breaking down the barriers of music, things like that, but it's also communication, social media, so the distribution of information and the ability for you to get your name out there has completely changed. So all of a sudden, TV, well, you could be on social media and you could be bigger than any TV star, right? So you could ha go on a talk show host or you can go on a podcast that's yeah. viewership is 100x yeah. what that pod or what that uh, uh, like talk show is. So yeah. all of a sudden, it's not even that there's other options. There's better options. Yes. And those don't have those barriers of entry. So like all of a sudden we just win. I'm like, well, I'll just get on a bunch of people's podcasts and talk about this yes. little thing that I know. And yeah. that hit, that went. There was literally, it, it was like, okay, I got this, what is this blue microphone yeah, like, thing, yeah, right? Yeah. That anybody can buy for yeah. 40 bucks on Amazon and you get a little camera and you go on podcast, you put it up on Amazon, right? And and it, and it goes. And it's not as complicated as, as people think. I think when you look at it, for me, some of the challenges and barriers of entry, though, were the things that your company went about solving. So yeah. hit on that. Talk us through about that like that person and what your thought process yeah. was yeah so at self-publishing school we're all about helping people write and publish books that grow their impact their income and their business if they have one right now your your example with your book is one of my favorite examples and people types of people to work with um because we view the book as an entry point right so this book opens doors 
that that you know the root word of authority is author you can't spell the word authority without the word author right like that books open doors that. and they build authority for for you as a as an entrepreneur um for you as some as a, as a thought leader and that sort of thing so we help we help simplify the process of getting your book done and getting it published um and then that can be really helpful but then to, to exactly what you just said and exactly what you've done that's the starting point then it's we it's kind of a cheesy analogy but i i look at it as like the book is kind of like this key that opens the door to narnia like chronicle is narnia yeah. style like there's all of these opportunities that exist for published authors so for us the book is a starting point and then i think about how do i use that book um to create um to create authority and to and then to get on this is what i call author appearances um so i've got like a whole chapter on this in the new book but like podcasts on local TV, local PR, like anywhere where you're in front of an audience speaking about your book. And so you've done that really well, getting on a bunch of podcasts, bigger pockets podcasts, like, and seeing the book sales that come from that. But then oftentimes that segues into growing the business as well. And so then I look about very strategically, all right, I'm going to use these podcast interviews um, to bring in more book sales. Yes. But to also grow the business, um, and then it's, all right, how do I use this book to get more leads, sales, and referrals and strategically structure that. And I think that's what we talked about a little bit on the self-publishing school podcast that you've done with your book is, okay, now this book is, it's created an education arm. It's brought in investors, which has just spun the flywheel faster on the investing side of your business. And so it's all those things, but it starts with the book. It's kind of that mechanism to teach, to edify, to build authority and all that. And then that book, I call it leveraged impact, right? It's you do that work once and then that book goes on to impact thousands, tens of thousands, maybe even millions of people. And so that's kind of the Trojan horse going out into the marketplace, teaching your methodology and then bringing back lead sales and referrals for your business. So that's kind of how I look at it. And how I, like that's awesome. It. It, it like, and that's putting that whole picture together. Right. Because when you when you do that, and that's one of the things I love, it it put into context how I need to write. Mm. Right. It was like, what is the purpose of the book? Why am I writing it? Yes. Who am I writing it to? Yes. What is the whole how does this fit into the whole whole thing? And a lot of people don't do that. Yeah. And they don't do the double part. Right. Uh, Which I know people probably can't see this, but there's the whole. Okay. What, like, what about for my readers? But then there's also, what about for me <laughs> as the author? And so a lot of people get clear on how is this book going to help my readers? That's amazing. You need to do that to write a great book, right? But then the second layer is how does this book fit in with my goals as an author? And what am I optimizing for? Is this uh, an authority piece? Is this a legacy piece? Is this a business building thing? Well, if it is, then I'm going to structure everything accordingly, right? And I'm going to make sure that the marketing that I do, sure, sells books, but also grows my business. I'm giving away free copies of the book all over the place because that book is better than a business card. Right? Yep. A lot of people think a book is the new business card. I think it's better than a business card because yep. you give someone a business card, you know, it costs you 50 cents, maybe um, you give it to them, they're going to throw it away within 24 hours. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hate to break it to you, right? Uh, but we all know that. And but you give them a book, and then that's a $4 business card, they keep it, 
because they feel bad throwing it away. Every time they see that, they think of you, they think of your business. And then better yet, you give two copies of, of your book to every new customer. And you say, hey, here's one for you. And here's one for a friend who needs help with XYZ. Well, now you've just turned a customer into an active referrer. And they're referring you business by giving something of a value to someone they know where they would never pass out your business card. It feels like, oh, I'm trying to solicit business for my friend, for this person that I kind of barely know. Um, but they would say, hey, this book might help you. I heard you thinking about doing self-storage investing. Like, you should check out this book. This is really yeah. good. <laughs> like, yeah. I've had people on my team, uh, <laughs> you know, we help with the book. And I've had people on my team be like, yo, Chandler, you need to read this book. We're doing some more real estate investing. Like, check out this self-storage book. And so it's just, it, it creates kind of this viral loop um about your business but in a way that doesn't feel like it's about your business 100 now okay so you brought up so much that i want to dive into but um real quick here how um how how many employees do you currently have mid 30s um, if okay. full-time full-time yep. employees okay. mid 30s handful of contractors on top of that how did you get started? You, you obviously hit this need, this demand. You you recognized it, right? How, how did you get started about going down this road to building the self-publishing school? Yeah, um, I think it started, I mean, high school, college, I ran small businesses, um, landscape and lawn care business, canteen at the school, and then ultimately student painters, which is, um, have you ever heard of student painters or college pro or college works? Uh-uh. Basically it's, I think uh, internship meets, uh, meets um, franchise. Um, and so they teach you how to run a business by running an exterior house painting company. Um, and so that is really where I cut my teeth as an entrepreneur. My first year in that company, I was number one in the country, number one in the company out of like all the franchisees. And so I, I ran a six-figure house painting company, like painting houses that first, my freshman summer of college, that gave me the courage to drop out of school because I said, hey, I'm learning way, way more by doing business than by going to business classes that are taught by professors who have never actually ran a business. Um, so that gave me the confidence. And then that parlayed into self-publishing school. The books are doing well. We start getting customers. They start doing well. And then we just we just started doubling down and just being really disciplined and really focused. And, and then that's, we've, we've just been scaling over, over the past few years since then. So, you know, it's obviously so much is, is changed for you as you're scaling up, right. As you're growing. Um, what, what is your, like, what is your advice? What is your, when you're looking at people that are in that starting stage, yeah, right. Yeah uh how what was the difference i think for you mm. to hit something that actually worked yeah that like did you know right out of the bat was it hmm. what made the difference yeah. great question probably a few things i'd say um listen to your customers and what people are telling you they want that was a big pivotal moment i told you earlier like i was working yeah. on this business that was totally failing people kept asking about this thing finally said hey we should charge for that and then just 
pivoted hardcore and said, all right, we're in. And then it started going on. It's like, all right, this is obviously working. And so that was the first thing. I think a big recommendation I would have for people who are on that startup phase is uh, until you have sales, you don't have a business, you have a business idea. Yeah. That's really hard for people to hear. But until yeah. you have paying customers, you don't have a business. You 100%. might have a logo, you might have an LLC. All those things don't matter. What matters is your first paying customers because people vote with their wallet. And so I think I really focused on that. And the start is like, I mean, partly out of necessity is like, there was a point at the beginning where all of my bank accounts were negative and I'd borrowed $15,000 in triple F financing, you know, friends, family, and fools. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and I mean, it was, I'm like, if, if this fails, I'm failing at dropping out of school. I'm going back to move in with my parents. So that, yeah. that'll make you focus on sales. <laughs> it's yeah. like, I got to pay rent next month. But yes. then, so that really helped crystallize the focus early on. And then my big recommendation for people would be, uh, my two favorite questions is how can we keep things simple and how can we do more of what's working? And so I think a lot of times in those early days, it's um, entrepreneurs' two favorite questions. You go to a conference or catch up with an entrepreneur, buddy, it's what's new and what's next? All right, yeah. so what's new? What's yeah. next? What are you working on? And there's this temptation to always feel like you have this next thing. For me, that's been a really boring answer to that question. It's, yeah, not a whole lot's new. We're doing a lot of the same things that we were doing, just more of it and better. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so that was really the, the big focus was how can we keep things simple? How can we do more of what's working? I, I love all of that advice. Um, and it's amazing how necessity drives success. Uh, it's 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 a good motivator <laughs> and uh you're exactly right you can play business or you can ask people to pay you yes. and <laughs> that is those are two very different yes. things and yeah. it, that can be really really hard for people it's an awkward situation where they're like i feel like i i'm starting a business and and the money should just come in without me putting myself in an awkward position or having to really ask for that money. And, and you know, that's, that's a hard thing for entrepreneurs, I, I, I think, to get over. But when you have to do it, all of a sudden that, that evaporates really quickly and you just got to, hey, hey, come on, I, I, I've got this thing, right? Yeah. Um, I'm happy to do it, but you need to pay. Yeah. Right. And then that's when it changes. And you, did you start out with the site and the process? Like, did you start out with that? Or was that, were you doing more like it was direct coaching on people how to do and then moved over? Yeah. To that? yeah it, there, there wasn't really much of a site. Like I'm a, I'm a big fan of keeping things super, super simple. And so I think for starters, we had a landing page and we had a landing page where people could go to opt in uh, and then, and then to a thing and then they could purchase that thing. Right. Yes. And so I was doing, I was doing a lot of the one-on-one -on -one coaching at first. Yes. Yeah. Um, and in the trenches, but we, you know, there's a couple of key concepts like sell then build. Um, so that was yes. a big lesson I learned early on and, and, and did it the wrong way. And, and so we sold the product and then we built it, but we said, Hey, like, let me know um, what, what you need help with, what questions you have, and we'll just create exactly that. And how can we best help you? So we sold it, then built it, but then there's this do whole you, hack. Do you suggest bridges. that? What's that? 
do you suggest that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's a core yeah. part Me of the philosophy. Yeah. Is, is sell then build. Yep. Um, Cause you'll build a better product. You'll have yep. happier customers and you'll have revenue to fund the whole thing. Right. Versus 100%. <laughs> early people on build, sure you've done this. They, they build it and then they try to sell it and people are like i don't yes. want that and then they're yes. like i failed yes that's what i did before self-publishing school exactly that so that's a big one um that 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 uh that we did early on but then there's this other concept maybe you've heard of it it's um not original to me but it's called half-built bridges and so so often you know it's like okay i'm trying to start my business maybe i should do a podcast all right do that for a little bit Okay, hold on. AJ did this book. That book seems to be working for him. Maybe I should do a book. Oh, hold on. TikTok is blowing up. And so we have all these half-built bridges and we never fully build a bridge. Um, yeah. And so for, for me and for us, that was big. It was like, all right, we're not going to have this big site. We're not going to have a landing page. And then we're going to really focus on this one thing to help get customers. And then once we have some customers, okay, now maybe we should have a website. Okay. Now keep doing that. Okay. Now maybe we should have a podcast or YouTube channel or all that, but trying to build one bridge at a time and then add them. I love that. That is something, man, I struggle with so much. Holy cow. Half built bridges. Um, and I think that's pretty common with people that are entrepreneurs. For sure. So it's like, you know, that's one of the things that uh, really helped me out, out. I think is you're going along is once you start, having a team like it's like okay yeah direct like it, it puts you you, you got to set structures up a lot of times that oh i can't do this i i need to and you really got to set up uh, a format for people for individuals yeah. to really stick to it because that's a yeah. really really important thing yeah. um so where 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 are you viewing this industry right now where are you trying to go and and how do you think you know we i feel feel like it's Maybe, I, I don't know, you can correct me if I'm not, uh, wrong here, but we, we've kind of, I think the bulk of people are really kind of getting the self-publishing thing, right? It's not like at this point, I think there's most people are like, this is a avenue. They may not mm -hmm. know how to take advantage of it or anything else, yeah. but um, I, I think it's a little more mainstream. How do you view this runway on this industry? Yeah, I think we're a lot more mainstream. I still think we have a long way to go. I mean, as an industry, the behemoths are still the publishing companies, right? I mean, those are the billions of billions of billions of dollars uh, a year companies. Uh, little self-publishing school. I mean, uh, we, we might do 12 to 15 this year, but that's, that's, that's nowhere near um, what those guys are doing. So I think there's a long way to go for the industry as a whole. Um, and, and for us as a company, it's, I mean, our goal is to publish hundred thousand books by 2035. We're about six, 7,000 books of the way there. So we've made a lot of good progress, but we got a long way to go. Um, and so we're, we're trying to change and shift the industry. Um, I, we also own selfpublishing.com. And so that's kind of the, um, like a content arm and then you've got self-publishing school, which is like where we work with people. So um, we feel like we're, we're changing the industry, but then it's still that there's the, I always tell the team, it's like our three biggest competitors are someone not doing the book or someone doing the book themselves or someone working with a publishing company. Um, and then there's our actual competitors. <laughs> um, yeah. and, and so that's kind of how I look at it. And so it's, we have to make the product better so that it's a no-brainer 
to, to do the book now to do, and to do it with us and to not go the traditional publishing route. So that's what we're working on. It's just making sure that the product, the process, everything is just gets better and better and better so that people would have to be crazy not to work with us. I love it. That's, that's awesome. That's a great way to think about it too. I like this, um, uh, that, that point that you put on what is your competitor, meaning what are the roadblocks to the consumers choosing you? Yeah, right. Yeah. Not who are the actual competitors, but mm-hmm. what, why is the consumer not choosing you yeah, outside yeah. of, okay, there's other companies. Well, when, yeah. when you talk about competitors, they've made that choice to consume. Yeah. They've made that choice. So what are the, all the other things before they ever get to that point? Yes. And you can like insert yourself in that decision-making process to the customer before it ever gets there, then your competitors are irrelevant. Yeah. And I really, really like that model. I think mm. that's a really strong thing you're doing on the content side. It's something that I think we've been really pushing towards. And one of the ways that how I think about it as well, um, as we try to grow our asset base and our customers, right? Like I focus a lot less on our actual customers or excuse me, competitors, but more on that customer's process and how they go through yeah. it. Um, that's awesome. That's, that's really good advice for, I think everybody. Um, so if you are, how many, how many books have you, I got to ask this, how many books have you actually published yourself? Uh, seven. Yeah. Seven. Man. So this, and that's if you count the second, so six or seven, it depends on if you count the second edition. So this is the new book and you can see this is the first edition, which you may have read early on. And then I, yeah, think I read the first one. I have, I have the second one. The new. So and, uh-huh, this new one's one. number seven. If you count a second edition, if not, then uh, it, we're at six. Okay. Um, and if all your books, if you catered all your books to drive your business that you're doing now, or have you done other books and tried out like other, um, other ways to, or, or just other genres, things like that? Or are you really focused on that's the only thing you're writing for? Yeah, um, I've, I've done four books in the, well, three books in the productivity space, one in, or sorry, two, two or three books in productivity space, one more general self-help that I wrote with my brother, um, and then three in the publishing space. So three of them have been more targeted on growing um, the business. The other ones have been just more publishing the book, either as a passion project, as a charity project, or as, as just yeah. a kind of a standalone. And what, what, I mean, a lot of this stuff we're talking about now, obviously is catered to the reason why kind of, I guess more of like how I wrote the book, why I wrote the book. It, mm-hmm. And, but what about people that it's like, it's not to fuel a business, yeah, but yeah. it is because I, first of all, maybe it's purely entertainment, right? Um, I like my, my son loves like fantasy genre and wants to write a book and he's got all these stories and stuff. And I'm like, you should do it, right? You need to do it. Um, and there may not be a direct end goal, but it's yeah. like, no, I re- just really want to do it. Yeah. Right. Or like you're saying informative where I'm trying to change people or I'm trying to help people. I'm trying to change minds. That can be oh, kind yeah. of different than what we've talked about originally. Yeah. What is your thoughts and, and, and advice for people going down those roads. Yeah, I mean, th- th- we definitely help with that as well. I'd say I'd say there's probably 60 to 70% of our business is maybe a little bit less is exactly what you're saying, you, 
right? The Jeff, we call that Jeff. Jeff is probably, uh, you know, 30, 35 to 55, wants to write a book to grow their business. Then you've got um, your son, which would be more who we call Riley. Riley is our fiction avatar, loves writing, loves storytelling, wants to write a story that people love um, and that they're proud of. And so that's, we have our fundamentals of fiction and story arm of the company. Um, and then there's Susie who, Susie wants to write a book to make an impact and feels like, hey, I've, I've learned all this stuff. I've done all these things. Like I want this to be a part of my legacy. And so all those people write books for different reasons. The, what we teach 60, 70%. So even of what we talked about is overlaps and then there's nuance, right? Yeah. Within that. And so that's where it's, okay, there, you've got the overarching principles and then what's the nuance specific to that genre or that book type. Um, and then within that, you, you know, you can learn and make progress on that book. So um, I, I got to hit on something you just, uh, you, you just did because we did this very early on in our business when we were building out. Um, I built an avatar mm -hmm. and I actually put the avatar in like our materials for for our employees to train them. Mm -hmm. And that avatar in the materials, we were talking about uh, uh, his experience. And it was, you know, saying, okay, he's coming in with his family into one of our locations, right? And we referred everything to him. And it was like, well, how's his experience? What's, what's he doing? And, you know, we're like, well, you know, what's he going to do with his two kids, right? We gave him children. We gave him, like, it was, it was, yeah. hey, this is the customer, this is who he is coming in and how do we improve his experience and do, yeah. and like right now we have an avatar for um, like investors, right? We know, okay, we want to lower risk, give them their money back, but create long-term equity and income that they can have forever, but they're getting their money back so they can redeploy it so they can compound. Who is that person? Give them a name, everything, you know, mm. that's really, really important. And I, and I think that's one of the reasons you've had a lot of success and will continue to, because you said that twice now, not yeah. the avatar portion, but you said, uh, the customer, right. What's our, what our competition. And you didn't go into your competition. You went into the things that are affecting Jeff. Mm. Right. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then you said, well, that person is this. Mm. And yeah. it, that's just, I, I don't know, a lot of people don't, don't, don't do that. But that yeah. avatar of that individual on who you're serving, it, maybe for you, it does for me, it changes the way I think about it. Yeah. Oh, big time. And, and it's something I've had to learn and relearn and relearn is, you know, a lot of times you start running this company, it's like, oh, I don't have a boss. I am the boss. Um, but I do have a boss. The boss is my customers. 100%. <laughs> and yep. so I got to make sure they're happy. Um, yep. <laughs> and if we don't have customers, we don't have, none of us have jobs. Yep. Um, so it's like, we got to make sure that we are putting them at the front of all the decisions that I make, that we make, uh, and all the things that we create. I, yeah, I couldn't agree with that more. Um, I, I always kind of sm smile when people are like, oh yeah, it'd be awesome not to have a boss. And I'm like, I have more bosses than you can even imagine. <laughs> I have customers. I have investors. Yes. I yes. have banks. Like, yeah. 
if it's you think that it's like, oh, I just make money and I just do what I want all the time and everything else like that, you are very misinformed on how businesses work. So yeah. <laughs> I love that. There's I always a that. boss somewhere. <laughs> always a boss somewhere because and somebody's then if, if gotta you got to pay no those boss bills. And you're paying taxes. Well, guess what? Uncle Sam's the boss. Uncle Sam's the boss. Hundred <laughs> percent. We got rid of kings a long time ago, so that doesn't work anymore. Um, all right, man. Hey, I, I you know, I don't want to take up all, all your day or anything. I re- you, you've given just some awesome nuggets here. It, like, I really appreciate um, what you're doing out there, first of all, because you, you know, you helped me out a lot in something that I would have probably never done, ever. And, you know, I, I tend to be an impulsive person, and I was literally sitting in a conference, and one of your just probably sales guys just got up, started talking, literally walked out. I'm like, okay, I'm doing this. I've had it in the back of my mind. Today. And that was what I, what I needed to do. And I, I appreciate that. And I think a lot of people are in that boat. Um, and on this podcast, dude, you just given so many really important things uh, that people need to think about investing, starting business, right. Overcoming it to hit on a few things that we just talked about your, your customer, everything else, but um, selling then building identifying real demand don't build to something you think is demand and people pay with their wallet right i've always said that like your idea is meaningless right but money isn't because money is a verification you ask people everybody's going to say yeah i'll buy your product i'll do your service everything right they'll all say it but ask them to give you the money for it on the spot everybody clams up real quick and uh, so uh, this just absolutely golden nuggets. I, I love it. What, where should people go to find out about you, your, your, your company, right? What you're doing, where, where should we direct people? Yeah. So probably there's probably two best places. First place is um, grab a copy of the new book. It's called Publish the Proven Path from Blank Page to 10,000 Copies Sold. So if this sparks some interest. You're going to yeah. let me give away 50 copies? Yes. I want to give okay. away 50 right. copies. Okay. Um, we'll so, put the link down down below. So yeah, we'll drop the link in the chat, but um, or, or not in the chat. We'll drop the link in the uh, the, the show notes and in show notes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so this is uh, I'm so used to saying that. Um, but uh, so this this book is a ten thousand foot view and a lot more in depth on what we 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 just talked about on using a book to grow your business. Um, first fifty people who are interested, um, we created a link for you. So um, all you have to do is go to published book dot com forward slash aj so that's published like i published a book um dot com uh published book dot com forward slash aj um first 50 people in the u.s fill out let me know where to ship it there's no shipping and handling there's no nothing all you have to do is um just fill out the form uh and we'll ship you a copy for free um if you're outside the u.s or you can still fill out that form we'll give you a digital copy of the book uh, for free as well. So that's the first and probably best place to start. You can obviously get the book on Amazon or Audible if you like audiobooks. I narrate the audiobook. Um, and then the second piece would be um, if you're thinking, hey, this is interesting and I'd love to see about working with you guys at Self Publishing School, um, you can book a call with my team. We'll chat through the details, put together a plan, talk about your book. That's self publishingschool.com forward slash apply. Awesome. Right on, man. Well, thank you. And uh, we'll talk soon and can't wait to see, you know, what you do in the next 10 years because you guys are on a roar. Appreciate it. Right back at you. Thank you, AJ.